This is the Kratom Science Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher, blog and social media writer for KratomScience.com. Your source for all things Kratom. Paul W. was prescribed hydrocodone following a car accident, the beginning of a long journey with opioid pain pills. After addiction, recovery, and relapse, Paul moved to Italy where he met his future husband. They moved to England where Paul relapsed again thanks to over-the-counter codeine. This time, Paul is using Kratom to help in his recovery. Uh, so how'd you end up in uh, in England? Oh, um, it was Italy first, uh, relationship, and then um, we decided to... Uh, to come to England because we were, you know, America would be a bit far. So we're between, you know, families. Um, he's Italian. So we're close to not too far from Italy and I'm, you know, across the pond is my family. So the best of both worlds, we have nice, nice places to go on vacation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Italy's, yeah. <laughs> Italy's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy, but I d- definitely would like to move back to, back to the States closer to family. You know, I'm American. Yeah. <laughs> in my blood so so how long have you been uh in the uk yeah i've been here for almost going on six years so you were addicted to opiates at one point um yeah was that before uh you moved overseas yeah it started with like in 2004 i was in um Mm -hmm. i was in florida and um i never did never touched any type of pills um nothing like that just the thought of it you know i always thought like opiates would make you feel like you're you know sleepy and down so when i was in a car accident i was prescribed um uh, the vicodin the hydrocodone and i didn't touch them for maybe months and months and i figured you know what what the heck and to be honest with you brian um it wasn't a ma- it was a major it wasn't I mean, I, I, my pain from one to 10 was probably on a five, six, and it was more of like, oh, let's see what this is like. You know, I was managing my pain with like Tylenol, ibuprofen. Yeah. So I decided to, to try, to try the hydrocodone and I'm like, well, I was pleasantly surprised that it, it just felt, you know, that, that feeling with, you know, you talk to a lot of, I know I listened to a lot of your, you know, your episodes and that feeling of, you know, warmth and wow. Like everything's going to be all right, kind of yeah. feeling. Like that was the first time, you know, the the first time I took that, I felt like that. It felt like Christmas. It was like, wow, yeah. you know. So I was like, oh, this is not bad. So you know, one led to two, like the next day, and then it was like three months in, and I realized I was like, because I was, I'd made a, I made a thing. I'm not really addicted unless I take it after eight o'clock at night. You know, and I was like, so it, it got to the point. Like, I remember, I was in trouble when it was, you know, about three months in. And I was like waiting for it to hit eight o'clock. I'm like, oh, there's something going on here. You know, fast forward um, maybe three years after that. And um, it got to the point where, you know, I know down in South Florida, I was living in Fort Lauderdale. And, and during the time that I was there, it was, I don't know if anybody's told you about these, the pain management clinic. Oh, yeah. I know about them. Yeah. I've yeah, uh, you I know was, read and watched uh, the documentaries about that and stuff. It's yeah, really yeah. insane. Especially in Florida, like because that's kind of where it, uh, yeah, where it all came from. Got, yeah, so the doctor stopped filling my prescriptions, and I just got you know it was oh these pain management clinics that are like everywhere, and went there and basically they're like oh your doctor you know under prescribed you try these Lorset, 
And um, those were even better. And <laughs> yeah, it just, and then it got to the point where I had to go in and I had to get help, um, which, you know, uh, not once, but, you know, but twice <laughs> it crept up, you know, I was clean. Uh, I was clean for about a year and then moved back up to the Northeast and, you know, went to the doctor and, you know, just decided, oh, well, I'll see if they can prescribe them. And there we go again, you know, um, got hooked on them. And probably I went, you know, probably another good four years, um, four or five years before I even touched um, another another pain um, pain pill. And then I went moved away, um, met my, my, my other half and um, – doing great when i was living in italy um it was you know didn't even think about it it wasn't until i got over here five years ago that um i thought yeah wow opiates you can buy them and you can buy them in like the pharmacy you can buy them over the counter yeah that's interesting codamol yeah codeine (laughs) and i was like taking them they didn't go too crazy but (laughs) i decided you know to go to my doctor and he prescribed me tramadol Cause I was having, I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit older now and you know, the herniate discs that really didn't bother me, they caught up with me. And so it prescribed me, um, tramadol and that was two, about two years ago. And again, from there, they prescribed me 60, 60 wasn't enough. Um, and then I started buying them off of, off of, off of a friend. Yeah. And it was, I can't even go into the amounts of what I was paying and, and go, it wasn't until this August, because I'm very new to Kratom, this August, that I remember sitting on the couch and, you know, typing in how to get off Tramadol. Because I, I was definitely afraid because, you know, I went one day without them and it was nothing like with the opiates, you know, they, it was, it just felt a hundred times worse of what Vicodin or Loraset was. And it, just from one day, and I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. I was like... I need help. I need to do something. How can I get off? So I went on like looking on YouTube, how to taper off of tramadol. And I happened to like sit on the couch and just type in, you know, how to get off tramadol. And I was reading an article, um, someone published in Australia and they mentioned, you know, taper this, do this, but then add Kratom. I'm thinking, what is Kratom? Um, So immediately I Googled Kratom and um, lo and behold, it's not legal in um in the uk um from 2016 so i'm like oh this is this is crap where what what could i do so i did a little more little more research and i found out that i can get it shipped over um from amsterdam you know and i didn't i didn't think this stuff was gonna work i had no i just thought you know this is why not try it but i'm telling you brian um the moment i like the taste was the taste was shit um, the taste was just unbelievable. And I think I, I mixed it in with like cold water. So it was, you know, I didn't know how to do the tea or, or mix it in with orange juice, but I'm telling you like 20 minutes after I, um, after I tried the credit, I'm, I'm just like, wait, this is, it felt like I was, I just felt normal, <laughs> normal, you know, the little pain that I did have that was gone, but yeah. my mood, it just enhanced. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, it's something that I haven't felt in, in year, like years. I can't rem- like, I don't know. It just felt like, like the serotonin in my brain was just magnified by a thousand percent. Um, yeah. and not thinking this is just, uh, no, 
so I, I still wasn't convinced. And um, later on that day, I decided to add an extra big tablespoon. And then I got what, what people talk about the wobbles. I felt like I was on this like roller coaster and spinning roller coaster. And I'm like, oh, God, I did something wrong. So I did a little bit more research and realized, you know, uh, you know, too much is not is not too good. You just need to, you know, just take enough. And I so if the next I held off there and the next day decided to um, give it a go. And I got a proper scale. And um, from then on, from that day on, I've just. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've been taking it. I haven't touched uh, a tramadol, haven't touched a codeine tablet um, other than my antidepressant, which I think I'm going to get off of. Life's been really, really good. Yeah. Life's been really good. That's great. That's great. So I'm going to go back a little bit. So what was your sure. life like as an opiate addict? It, it, when it, you mean like when it really took hold when i knew that shit i was in trouble and had to go down yeah like like what was your day to day like oh so it was like basically when i wake up in the morning i would you know if if i had enough tablets that was going to last me a couple days everything was good everything was all right as long as i had those tablets you know then i after that it was you know, okay, so I know that maybe on Friday I have to cancel this person because I need to go and go to that doctor. And it was, everything was every, it was just, it seemed like from the moment I wake up when, when the tablets started weaning, I, I would, it was planning when my, when my next doctor appointment is, how long will they last me? Where am I going to get the money from? Um, you know, who was I going to call to borrow it, borrow the money from? Everything was consumed around, around Vicodin hydrocodone it just consumed me yeah did you you know lose any work or uh, oh, lose any relationships relationship um, yeah. absolutely suffered um it cost my you know my parents which I'm you know I put my I think which you know I put my parents in about a hundred and sixty thousand dollar debt and that oh, was wow. just on the first rehab. Um, they were able to they they got an inheritance from a from a death in the family um, the same year that I went into rehab, and it was like for the first time because I come from working class family. Yeah. It was from the first time that they were to have a little bit of you know savings, and I'll never forget you know being in that rehab. You know I'm jumping ahead a little bit being in that rehab, and you know because my insurance um, wasn't caught in it, and they had and they they um, transferred close to like 75,000 in the first two weeks. <laughs> I know it's mm. crazy, but that's what it cost. <laughs> that's what it cost. Man, that sucks. And my mom my, and my parents, you know, they would they, no problem. We'd do anything. We'd do anything. Um, yeah. So it, yeah, consumed relationships. Um, there were the lies, um, excuses, um, being sick. Um, yeah. yeah. How, what was it, the withdrawal like? Did you get, did you get oh, like Jesus. violently ill? Um, do you know what? To be honest with you, Brian, I never let yeah. it get to the point yeah. where um, I would never let it get to the point where it was violently ill. You know, I'm a coward like that. I wouldn't like get to the like the sweating. I would find it somehow. And um, yeah. yeah, some story I would, you know, I'll, I'll talk about it here. But like, this is one of the bot, one of the lows. Um, this is really, I don't even know. I can't believe I'm sharing this. But um, just to share that story out there is I just remember um my ex's good friend passed away and 
that morning when they called me and told me that so-and-so passed away, I knew at Walgreens that he had, <laughs> he had a prescription for, might have been Percocet, was Percocet. And I remember driving there, knowing that he died like three hours before, that my mind wasn't, oh my God, poor John is you know no longer with us. It was, wow, there's a prescription waiting for me at Walgreens. Yeah, I mean, that is just, how selfish is that? I mean, you can't get lower than that. Yeah. I went through the drive-through and my heart was racing and I was, um, you know, it didn't really even, you know what the thing is, it didn't even like think, I mean, it didn't hit me until afterwards. Like, wow, how horrible. I mean, you know, I was just thinking about if they say, oh, wow, he, it says on here that he's deceased, which I know they probably want to get that information. And I was elated, you know, here's your 90, here's your nine, thank you. You know, and I just, wow, I got away with it. It just made me a monster. Yeah. Give me a yeah. monster. Cause Give it, me a monster, like yeah. one of your good friends who passed away, you know, knowing that his medication was there, like not, not even a day after, but like hours. Uh, you know, obviously you had to ta- obtain it illegally. Um, but did you ever get Yeah, I doctor any, shopped. A- I doctor shopped. So I, what okay. I did was, Brian, I'd have, like, I'd have my insurance and I'd see my regular doctor, but then I would go see two more doctors. Um, I would see two more doctors and go without with having my my insurance, but they, they caught on to that. And uh, I was really bold. I was like, "She goes, yeah, but you picked up a um, you know a prescription of Loraset um, like three days ago." And I said, "Well, yeah, they prescribed me." I, she goes, "Does your doctor know that so and so was prescribing you?" And I thought, you know what, I'm going to challenge them. And, and I said, "Yeah," and she and you know she she, she believed me, and I just did that. You know, I never gave illegal names or anything, but they never, as long as I, I didn't want to leave any trails. So I knew that one insurance and then the two doctor shop, that's when I was in the Northeast down in Florida, it was all games. I could like, yeah. you know, go, go right, you know, get on what I think is Oakland park Boulevard. And I mean, there was five within, within, um, with, within a half a mile. Yeah. Is, is that the reason you moved to Florida? No, no. Okay. I was, you know, like I say, I didn't, I, I never touched a, never touch a, touch a tablet until um, uh, that car hit me. I was at a stoplight, and oh. these kids were looking at a, it was like McDonald's, and these kids were looking at the menu, and decided to just crash it, and it was pretty messy, you know. Um, I mean, I wasn't debilitated. I uh, pain wasn't so severe, but um, you know, I played it up after I found out what opiates were like. Yeah, <laughs> I played it up. I put it, yeah, I, I walked in, did the whole thing. I, I mean, telling you, I think I should have been on Broadway. Seriously. <laughs> no, it's just the lies. It's terrible. You know, it's just, yeah. oh, God. And then I moved to the Northeast, to Jersey, Jersey, New York, and yeah. then ended up going my, my in 2007, going back down to Florida for rehab. <laughs> How ironic is that? To the place where Palm Beach <laughs> the place where I used to live and not, not once, but twice. Yeah. So what, so I, what, we're talking, was, what was that rehab like? Um, it was massive. And I, me being selfish decided, yeah, I'll go. I want to go to a rehab, but I don't want to go into any other rehab because you know, I don't want to go where I want to go to a place where near the beach. Yeah. Um, so I, <laughs> yeah, be it, and this is, I think this is part of my, just being part of in, in the midst of addiction, you know, I want to go down to, could I say the name yeah. over here? Or I don't know, at the watershed. C- could I say it's the best? Um, 
you know, it's what you put into it. If you want to get clean, you can get clean. Um, yeah. But it was, it was all about, you know, just how many people they can bring in. Um, it was huge. It was massive. Um, but um, yeah, I stayed clean for what, about a year, a year, year and a half. And then I figured out, you know, I went past, I was driving past the doctors and then I got involved and from there. It was just back to the races. You start off, you start, you know, you start off where you left off. But in the rehab, do they do they um, give you like uh, suboxone or or anything like that? Do you know or? what they 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 didn't. But I did hmm. I did start that before I went to the second rehab. Um, I did I was prescribed um, suboxone. Um, okay, and I that was um, that was horrible. That I mean, it, it, it alleviated like what I think like would be because I never really full, fully went into a withdrawal because I was the baby with it, you know. So when things were just when doctors when I think it got to the point where the doctors were like, no more, this is, you know, this is it. I went to a psychiatrist and um, basically told them, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm abusing tablets. Um, and he's like, well, I'm one of the very few doctors. It was 2008 seven or eight and he said i'm one of the few doctors um that's putting up this tablet called suboxone it's a sublingual tablet he goes i'll prescribe you three of them three tablets and that should be enough to get you off of them well it wasn't and he found me a different doctor because he didn't the lies because i've been seeing him for a few years and never told him anything so he prescribed me a different doctor and i was on those for about a year yeah it numbed me it, it made me <clears throat> It numbed. It changed my personality. Uh, people at work noticed because I was, you know, I was working in the mental health field, um, working in a hospital, and um, yeah, it just it took away my personality. D- I did didn't like it at all. This boxing. It didn't help. Yeah. So okay, um, so you got clean for a while, and then and then you started to buy did. codeine in in yeah. the UK. Yeah. What did they sell here, it for? They yeah. sell it as like cough medicine. Pardon? Uh, yeah, that's another one. Um, y- y- people use it recreationally over here. It's, okay. Um, it's 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 very small amount, but if you chug if you chug a bottle, you'll feel it. It's the um, the Colcodamols, twelve point five percent codeine in them, which I that's was going I was going to different because you only can get one packet at a time, but it got to the point where I was one, two, three, probably about you get twenty eight in a box. I was taking two boxes a day. Wow! So, and then you, you, yeah. then you uh, went over to Tramadol. You said you got a prescription for that. Yeah, yeah, okay. and that was and that that was off to the races with yeah. with that as well. But I was doing both. I was taking both. I was taking both, and when they and it was fifty milligrams, but I was getting two hundred milligrams illegally um, off of a friend. It, yeah. So tramadol, what is that like? Like specifically, is it different from other opiates? I mean, yeah, I know it's it, stronger it than the codeine. It, it's it's also has um an uh, an SSRI compound okay. in them, so it's used for depression. So what? So not only is it giving you the opioid, it's giving you the boost in serotonin. So and I was when I thought, oh my god, it's one thing it's coming off of opiates, but now I have this thing that's gonna like you know, mess with my serotonin and I was just, you know, freaking out. That's why I was on them for so long. And, um, and it's weird because they, you, you do them so much that you don't feel like they don't, they're not like, they're not like the, 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 the like Percocet or Vicodin and they're, they're totally different. I mean, you don't even like, 
you need to take them to feel normal. You don't get any high feeling after a while. That is totally gone. Oh, but if man. you miss a dose, you're sweating and you're feeling like in the pits and you're as low as low and you don't want to talk to anybody. It's just a horrible, horrible, horrible feeling. <clears throat> and not to jump ahead, Brian, but I'm thinking you're putting this, you're putting this tramadol out here and, and you're, you're, you're making Kratom illegal, something yeah. like Kratom. Yeah. I'm thinking, I, and, and it, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it boggles me. It really does. Nobody knows what Kratom is in the UK, Brian, nobody. Yeah. You know, I've introduced We're, we're trying to, a, to work you know, on that. <laughs> so did really? you go, did you go to a rehab there too? No, no, but it would have got, it would have got, it would have got to it. They don't really have many treatment facilities like they do in, um, in America. It's totally different. Yeah. Um, it's totally different and it's all, it's, it's not much, it's more like you need to be, I mean, really, really hurt and like Mm. severely like on death's door before you would be accepted into a rehab unless you need to pay no crazy amounts of money crazy mm. amounts like the the rich can afford it that's about it yeah People, was, it's like the rehab yeah, yeah it just doesn't happen yeah i was gonna ask if the national health having the national health service helps or i guess not huh no absolutely <laughs> not it's drinking especially drinking is such a big part of everybody's life i've never seen anything like six o'clock in the morning at an airport got the Brits having their pints. It's just so normal. <laughs> yeah. It's part of their culture, you know, four o'clock, five o'clock pub. You know, and there's a lot of that. The alcohol is, the alcoholism is, is, is rampant over here. So you've been using Kratom how long now? Very new, very new. Like I, like I said in the email from the first week of August and yeah. I'll never forget that Sunday when, well, yeah, the first week is when I, that Sunday is I ordered it and it came on that Tuesday and I've never touched, um, um, never touched Tremadol. And the transition was a, a, the first probably three, four days. Um, the, the withdrawal, other than there wasn't like no sweating, there wasn't no, um, you know, sickness. I just felt probably like angry, really like just, you know, easy to like really, really heavily agitated. But that's all that I got from being off Tremadol. No sick, no, you know, cramps, no wicked nightmares, wicked mm-hmm. nightmares and probably, you know, agitated. But yeah. I just cannot believe that this leaf, this, this plant could, you know, I was probably, probably taking, I'm trying to think of how many tramadol, 200, 400, 600, close to 800 to a thousand milligrams of, of tramadol a day, Wow, which is a lot, which is, and it could have killed me because I'm also on, um, I'm also on, um, Symbolta, which is an SSRI, and combining those two together, I mean, I was, I was, I'm surprised I didn't have a seizure yeah. or um, serotonin or get serotonin syndrome because I was just totally, I'm, um, yeah, close to doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah, those selective serotonin me. reuptake inhibitors. That's what it right? is. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it is. But the serotonin syndrome, I think, is with when I definitely, I mean, with with the tramadol and the Symbolta. Something wasn't right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, how much uh, kratom do you take on an average day? You know, I I started taking probably more than I really should have. It was uh, I know I'm a bigger guy. Seven grams probably in the morning, five in five in the lunchtime, and I top it up with another five. And then I got down to 
right now I'm, I, I like to keep between five and six milligrams three times a day. Yeah. And that, you know, from, from what I'm reading, I think that is too much. Like today I was on the way home um, from work and I'm on the bus <clears throat> and I was reading that 2.5 is, I mean, works even better, would work, works better than, than a five gram dose. Have you heard of that? Like that low of a dose? Uh, I don't know. I take five grams. Um, and yeah. I was taking seven for a while, but I found that the five does does me just as good. Um, like one teaspoon is about two and a half grams. Jennifer Van Blunk, who I interviewed, she was saying she was doing a lot in the beginning when she was she was like right. tapering off some boxing, and she was doing okay. a lot in the beginning, but then eventually she weaned down, and then now she has like a couple teaspoons every day. So eventually she, yeah. So eventually she lowered because she said in the beginning it was like you know you're just still getting those those opiate cravings, but after you know a couple of a month or a couple months, your body's just used to not having opiates anymore. Then you can taper down off the kratom. Gotcha. Yeah. So how many times a day are you taking it? Just once. Just uh, I do uh, two teaspoons. And actually, just about five days a week. I I had some today, but I do uh, two teaspoons yeah. and 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 I make a tea out of it. I mean, I've been out since August. I'm, I think I'm going to try that. And they say like going going a few days a week. You know, it, it just it, it helps as well. Yeah, there's some people that do them like. Uh, uh, Drew Turner, who I interviewed, he does them. Uh, he every twenty eight days, he said he takes a four day break, and uh, yeah. and he's been taking the same amount for years, so he doesn't right. it doesn't. Uh, but then yeah. people can start you know taking too much and it just gets expensive and it's not really helping them. Exactly. So yeah, yeah tapering and and you know giving it up you know maybe a week out of the month or a couple days out of the month is always helpful to keep your tolerance down we're working on a tolerance and tapering page too do you just do toss and wash or do you make a tea that uh, absolutely was that was horrible i you know (laughs) after listening to a few people on your on your podcast um i thought what the hell oh let me tell you i was i was working i'm a support worker so I had um, one of the people that I support, I had them out at a restaurant and I said, you know, I thought, oh, you know, yeah, you know, I'm going to have my, my afternoon dose. So I went into the, the, the bathroom of a <laughs> Weatherspoon. It's like a national pub over here, yeah. pub restaurant. I went in and let me tell you, I, I did it, but I must have inhaled and it was, oh yeah. God. It, I mean, that happened to it, me it, before. Uh, I just, people thought I had coronavirus for the, for like three days. I was just coughing. It was coming out of my nose. It was awful. The guy I supported was like, he thought he was got to give me the Heimlich. You know, he thought he was, it was almost like him supporting me. It was a nightmare. I would never do that again, Brian. Yeah. No way. <laughs> nightmare. So what do you, um, so do you I make it do, What I do is, I, I don't know. I, I, I never try the tea. What I do is I just get like lukewarm water um measure it up just throw it in there and i do like a, a quick with a with a fork and then i just take it down that way yeah. i make i do like 12 ounces of tea but it doesn't really matter how much water you use as long as it gets in your system so do you brew it do you brew it or do you put it in like a, a tea bag i, I do what? uh we have one of those electric tea kettles um okay that everybody has there i hear uh, yeah, yeah. My actually, we the reason we have one is because my wife lived in England for six months, a couple years ago for work. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah everybody has. And she kettle. liked those. Yeah, so we, so I have one of those, and then I just yeah. put the two teaspoons in a French press, and I just pour gotcha. it on, pour the um, 
the tea kettle water on top of it after it's you know come to a boil and uh you're not supposed to boil it in the water like it's not supposed to be being because the alkaloids might kill but if you do it like a tea and then i let it steep for like a whole i just let it steep for a half hour to make sure all the alkaloids come out and then i mix it with Mm -hmm. honey and if i'm not drinking it that night i like it better cold so i'll put it in the fridge and i just had one today that was cold and it just tastes I'll it doesn't that. taste that bad it tastes like a little it's a little the bitterness is a little bit but it's not like uh yeah. eating the powders kind of yeah yeah <laughs> doesn't taste very good <laughs> you know what brian if it even tastes it like shit you know what i'm telling you right now the benefits <laughs> outweigh the taste i'm telling you it's the truth honestly and i give it to a few friends and like oh how could you drink it you know i said just wait and um my colleague, I gave it to my colleague and she's like, she's on, she, she's, a, she's, she's up there in age and this is wrong with her. That's wrong with her. And we're just sitting at my table the other day and I said, come on, give it a try, get it down. Yeah. And, um, and, and like 45 minutes later, she's like, I don't know if it's just being with you, but I'm t- I don't know what it is. Cause she, I haven't seen her a long time. She's like, I feel amazing. I said, you have pain. She goes, I forgot. Let me just check. She goes, yeah, it's gone. And she goes, my mood. I mean, that's the thing. It, it, it's the mood. Yeah, you know yeah. the mood. It's just like those. I don't know. It gives you that coffee energy, but without like uh, the anxious exactly. jittery feeling. Without that, like, it's like energy, yeah, mellow jittery. energy. Yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. I I can't. You know, I, it's amazing. I'm just really really grateful for it. You Have know, you had I really any? in your oh, in your podcast in your podcast, Brian? You know, because I take you know sometimes I take a bike to work and I listen to your podcast and those stories between like August and I went through them, you know, fairly quickly. Just hearing people's stories and how much I can relate to it that it's helped me so much. So I want to thank you for that. That's awesome. why I agreed to. I'm glad. You know, come on, honestly, those stories and it's like, wait, that's my story, and knowing that there's other people out there and you know, so thanks for yeah. that, mate. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that compliment. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping it'll help because, I mean, that's why I always ask everybody their experience with being addicted. And So have you had any uh, side effects at all with Kratom? Other than, like, the wobble, like, taking too much because I still have that, you know, that addictive personality. More is better. Yeah. And um, I just, just taking, you know, well, let's, let's head up a little bit and add the extra, you know, tablespoon in. And um, I got really wobbly and I felt I just – not disassociated, but just just didn't feel right at all. So I knew not to do that again. So I bought, you know, I invested in like a better um, a better scale, a digital scale. And from there, other than that, sometimes, you know, I mean, bowel movements, <laughs> but um, nothing like nothing like the, the what the opiates caused. I mean, the constipation. You know, yeah. not to be gross or anything, but you know, constipation. But no, that is think one. of anything. Not nothing. No. I really I mean, I think, think and of, I, I'm not sure about this, but I really think the constipation is from eating the powder. If you, I've yeah. always had it as a tea. I mean, other than a couple times, and I've never had an issue with that. So I just think it's because you sense. have that cement brick in your stomach. Exactly. <laughs> kind of exactly. takes a while to push exactly. through. And you're, you're thinking like if it, you know how it sticks to the cup when you like put it in, that's yeah. what's doing to you. You know what? I, I'm, I'm going to try the tea. I'm going to try doing like the proper, you know, and the kettle. And, yeah, I and can send you house. a link to our video. It's on yeah, our YouTube Yeah, if you can't do that, please. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. So did you just cold turkey from Tramadol and start the Kratom or did you kind of? So, no. 
I yeah. didn't. No, I'm like, I'm, I'm one of these people that just, yeah, I, <laughs> I, you know, that, that Sunday I still had them and it was, you know, what got to the point where it was, you know, enough is enough. I just paid so much money for like, for, for 12 tramadol, yeah. you know, and not, not to say, I mean, if I got caught with them, I would be, I'd be sent, you know, I'd be, I'd be sent back to America. I wouldn't have my visa, you know, um, extend it. Yeah. I'd be away from the person that I love, you know, be away from my dog, be, you know, for, for a freaking pill, you know, and, yeah, and just, yeah. and, and, and financially I can't afford it, you know? So I'm thinking, you know, enough is enough. So you don't see like any kratom activism in the UK, do you? Not, not, no, nothing. Nobody. I'm telling you right now, everybody that I've talked to, they've never heard of it. Yeah. And most people I, I talked to, to my, haven't either. Yeah. And the thing that pisses me off is I was talking to my mother about it and my father who, you know, has, you know, couple, you know, pains and this and that. And I said, listen, you know, my mother's a cancer survivor and, and she doesn't really touch pills, but I said, mom, yeah, honestly, I mean, she has some pain, you know, and I said, mom, try this Kratom. She goes, oh, I will, I will, I will, you know, and I said, go down to the, you know, to the backbow shop. They sell it there. I was get her. She, she wrote down the name, this and that. And then she called me two days later. She goes, Paul, did you read? Your father was online. You should see the stuff that he found about this Kratom. And yeah. I'm like, mom, it's bull crap. It's all ads. It's rehab facilities. I'm telling you right now. And they're afraid. And, and, and my neighbor, I was telling him the same thing. And because he comes up once in a while, we'll have like, a, we'll have um, a Kratom. And he's like, I, we were talking about it, about it's all, there's a lot of shit out there. A lot of, yeah. you know, yeah, it just, it really they're trying to demonize it really. I mean, every yeah. single where they say it's killed somebody is, you know, it, they have had also had fentanyl, you know, or it's been adulterated. Exactly. It, it's yeah. really, I mean, hundreds of years in Indonesia without, or in Southeast Asia yeah. without one reported exactly. death. I mean, they're really sure. it's really like drug horror fiction in the news yeah. that comes up and it's really the same thing as reefer madness back in the 30s exactly with with uh what what about cannabis is that legal in the uk oh it's it's not no it's not legal but it's ah. everybody i mean my building yeah everybody you know i'm not a i'm not a cannabis i just don't like the, the yeah. you know and i have nothing against it um but i'm it, it's not legal but it's tolerated so you've been addicted to opiates. There's an addiction specialist named Gabor Mate. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Yeah, but, a few books out. Yeah, yeah, he was on. He was yeah, in Canada, and he says addictions usually come some come from some kind of trauma that usually occurs in childhood. Was that yeah. your experience? Yeah, I think a hundred percent. Like yeah. looking back, um, probably dealing with my sexuality. Yeah, um, not coming to terms with it, keeping that hidden putting on a persona for so many years, like a person that I, you know, tried, you know, I couldn't imagine, like I never, I would like go to bed, like with the hopes of waking up for, for me to be straight. You know, when I hear these things, yeah. oh, it's a choice. It's a, you know, and I know that, you know, it's 2020, it's more, but like, that's the last thing I want it to like, you know, deal with and come to terms with. Mm -hmm. So I think this is probably all repressed, dealing with like repressed, you know, self-loathing and, so I think that kind of trauma, you know, and just resentment of myself. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. And like, what did the opiates do f to that? It was it just like comfortable? It would make me feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just, you know, okay, yeah, you know, I, it, 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 
those thoughts, it put those thoughts away and made me like, it made me feel like I was comfortable in my skin, but it really didn't. It just, you know, pushed it down farther, you know, and yeah. until, you know, it definitely has to come up. You have to deal with it. You know, um, and I, you know, CBT, um, talk, you know, talk therapy, you know, is wonderful. And I'm, and I'm doing that. Um, but something that it has to come out, you know, the farther you push it down, it's just going to be when it does come out, you know, that's why suicide, you know, it's yeah, mental health. We need to, you know, and over here, it's, I think America is a hundred times farther down the road dealing with mental health than it is on here. It's not, you don't talk about it in, in the UK. I mean, the thought of going to a doctor and telling them your problems over here, you know, when I told a couple of my colleagues, you know, they're like, really, you're not embarrassed. You know, it just, I know William and Harry are, are out, out and about talking about it, but um, it really, yeah, they just don't talk about, you know, depression or medication and, they don't, you know, I know in America, it was just like, oh, what are you taking? Oh, I'm on Prozac. What are you on? I'm taking this and that. Yeah, here really it's talk, like people talk, talk about it mates. on Facebook and, and stuff. Exactly. So how long uh, has it been since you had uh, tramadol or any um, opiate? It was August, doo, 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 probably the first the first Monday in August. Yeah, the first Monday in August. Awesome. It was um, when I had, yeah, yeah, the, the, the Kratom helped. So that's about Great 60 amount. days now or something. I think it saved my life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. You're on your way then. Yeah. I'm going to continue, continue, continue taking it, Brian. You know, yeah. and, um, I'm going to spread the word, spread the word. My other half is like sick of me saying, you want me, you want to try this? You want to try it? You want to try it? Yeah. Um, people are afraid a little bit when they do their research, you know, they're not, they don't, I mean, they're not there. I think some people are associating uh, with this, with this spice, um thing exactly nothing like that there's nothing like it um so i can't really say do your research but i but it is out there the truth is out there and i think you know your your podcast your your website and you know the people that you um interview you know help the word get out and uh help save some lives i hope so i hope so yeah i appreciate it man Thank you, Paul, speaking to us from England by way of Scranton, PA. The music is rising. The song is called Memories of Thailand. The Kratom Science Podcast is written and produced by me, Brian Gallagher, for KratomScience.com. Take care.